What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it here again today, Friday, May 24th. I am sorry for coming at you guys so late at night, but I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I didn't have I didn't have a I mean I had a lot of options that I could have presented y'all today, but I decided to just wait until later today because today was the first day of the Nike EYBL session one. And so um, I decided to wait till later in the day and I watched four games. We'll talk about them in a minute. But like I said, I decided to wait till later to get all the stats and stuff. And, you know, I apologize if you guys received this late. So forgive me. But anyways, here we go. So the EYBL session three kicked off to today, tonight slash tonight. It is in Dallas. Um, in a suburb in Dallas called Irving. Um, I actually did not live too far from there. I lived in Fort, or I lived up in Fort Worth, Texas, for a couple months with my pops. Um, in, in a small town called Keller, but that's another story for another podcast. But the first game that I watched today was between the Albany City Rocks and the AOT Running Rebels, who I've mentioned and talked about before um, previously on this podcast. So, um, if you don't know who AOT is, they're pretty much they're the athletes of tomorrow. They're called the athletes of tomorrow running rebels. They're based out of Atlanta, Georgia. They are led by one of the best point guards in the nation, if not the best point guard in the nation in the senior class of 2020. His name is Sharif Cooper. A lot of people are saying he's down to either Auburn or Kentucky. People have him going to Auburn now, apparently. Um, and they're led by also a 6'6", 6'7", wing named Brandon Boston, a.k.a. BJ Boston, who's a versatile wing, kind of slender right now, kind of built like Brandon Ingram, but he can score it just like Brandon Ingram could in high school. Um, he actually just recently announced his final four of Duke, Kentucky, Auburn, and Florida. And so um, they played a good team at Albany City Rocks, obviously based out of Albany, New York, um, where they won. The score was the final score, I believe, yeah, the final score was 103 to 87. This game, honestly, um, it was pretty competitive for most of the game, but Brandon Boston and Sharif Cooper, even though Sharif didn't play necessarily his best game, he finally had some teammates that stepped up for him because AOT has been struggling um, since the beginning of the EYBL um, has started. But today they got a, a lot of help from Alan Breed, who plays on the same high school as Sharif Cooper called McEachern. Alan Breed actually poured in 27 or 22 points, three rebounds, three assists. He was 7 of 12 shooting from the field. He played really well today. And then Sharif himself had 16 points and 8 assists. And like I said, BJ had a dominant performance. He had 33 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, and he shot 11 of 14. Only missed 3 shots. That's highly impressive. But for the Albany City Rocks, man, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I was disappointed. I can't lie to y'all. I was very disappointed. I I told you guys uh, two players on my 10 players that you guys need to watch out for Session 3. Andre Jackson, who's a 6'6" wing he's one of the higher rated wings in the country a lot of people say he's going to go to um, Syracuse and play for coach Beheim. and he's actually with he's teamed up with Marquette commit Samir Torrance who's going to play for Steve Wojcich up in the Big East for the Marquette Golden Eagles they didn't have their best games um, they definitely look rugged and raggedy um, no offense not raggedy that's a terrible word to use I'm sorry for that but they just didn't look like they were in sync <clears throat> excuse me they um, didn't really have that great of an offense. They weren't very aggressive on the perimeter. It kind of looked like they were just going through the motions, and their teammates didn't really back them up. They only had one teammate that really played fairly well, and his name is C.J. Wilcher. He put up 26 points, five rebounds. 
Um, and most of those points, I'm not going to lie to you, were in garbage when the game was pretty much already over. The game ended pretty much, uh, I would say, in the middle of the third quarter. AOT just completely ran them out the gym. They were throwing lobs. They were having an in-game dunk contest. AOT has this dude named uh, Devon Cambridge. He is bouncy. He's one of the more bouncier players in all the EYBL. And he just had his own in-game dunk contest. Sharif was throwing him lobs. The rest of his team was throwing him lobs. He was doing whatever he wanted to above the rim. And he was definitely a big factor in AOT getting a much-needed win today because they needed this win. They need to win, I think, two more games to qualify for Peach Jam because their record right now currently sits at 5-4. and four. So I believe if they win two more games, they'd be, what, that's, you know, 7-4. and four. You know, they probably should go undefeated for the rest of the way. If they, if they win out, if they win every game this uh, session, I think they will easily make Peach Jam because then that would leave them at 8-4. and four. And so their record would be very good because they had a rough uh, session one. Like I said, I think they went 1-3 and three on session one in their hometown of Atlanta. Um, but they just had to figure it out. They got a big man from Oak Hill. His name is Dylan Cardwell. Um, he's not... He has all those tools physically that he needs. He has a couple offers from, uh, I believe, Vanderbilt and UConn. He has all the, the tools physically, but he just needs to put it together. His game is still very raw and immature as of right now, but he's definitely developing as one of the better players. But for City Rocks, like I said, um, CJ Wilcher had a good game. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, Miles Wilmoth had a pretty good game. He has 16 points, nine rebounds, two assists. But like I said, at the end of the day, AOT came up with a much-needed win, and they got the W, 103-87. to Moving on to the next game, which was probably my most highly anticipated game of the day, but it didn't, I wouldn't say it didn't let down, but at the same time, it kind of did because it was a blowout, and I did not expect a blowout at all. So the two teams were, <clears throat> excuse me, the two teams were um, Phenom University, who's based out of the Milwaukee area, or mostly all of Wisconsin, and Knight Riders Elite, who are based out of Florida. Um, I don't know what part of Florida could be. Orlando could be Miami, but they're based out of Florida. They got pretty much all the top Florida talent. Um, so for Phenom U, Phenom U is probably the most stacked team on the EYBL circuit. They have the number one player, arguably, in the 2020 class. His name is Jalen Johnson. Um, he has he just announced his final four of, um, I believe, it's Duke, Kentucky, Wisconsin, and I forgot the last school, Duke, Kentucky, Wisconsin. I don't know why I forgot the last school. But, yeah, he's down to those schools. Um, and then they have the number one player in the class of 2021, who is a very versatile 6'8". His dad, actually, I learned today his dad is actually the head coach at the University of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, or University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee, excuse me. Um, his name is Patrick Baldwin. He's in, Like I said, he's the number one player in the class of 2021. He is a sniper, and we'll get into that in a minute. And then they have a dude named Jamin Brakefield who I've talked about. My Michigan State Spartans have actually um, thrown him an offer, but a lot of people are saying he's going to end up going to play for Coach Calipari at Kentucky. And then they have a very good point guard. His name is Reese Beekman. He is from the New Orleans, Louisiana area. I don't know how he got up uh, to play with Phenom U. He's a very crafty point guard. Um, a lot of people have him going to a couple different schools, but I think they have him going to LSU eventually, which would make sense because he's from the area, I believe. And then they have another player, um, his name is Jamari Sibley. He is a 6'8", power forward slash small forward. I believe he just announced his top third, uh, top 10 schools that he's down to. The list was with uh, Marquette, Florida State, I believe, Georgetown, um, and a few other schools. So, yes, watch out for all of them. But they played another stack team, and that was just for that one team. They played another stack team 
called Knight Riders Elite, like I said already, that features arguably another player that you could say is the number one player in the class of 2020, Isaiah Todd, who is from, I believe he's originally from the DMV, but he currently plays his high school basketball in North Carolina. Um, and then they have Scotty Barnes, who is playing, who's one of the top players in the 2020 class, um, got offered from Florida State, Oregon, Kentucky, Duke are all looking at him. Um, and then they have another dude, his name is Dudley Blackwell, who actually, um, if you guys know Jamin Brakefield, who I just said, who plays for Phenom U, him and Dudley Blackwell play on the same high school team called Huntington Prep, which is uh, up in Huntington, West Virginia. It's the same school that Miles Bridges attended and Andrew Wiggins, so their high school teammates facing off. But this game was all Phenom U, and I give credit to Phenom U's coach. Um, they came out the gate swinging. They came out the gate like they wanted this game more than anything, and they just took it. They took it and ran with it. Um, honestly, Jalen Johnson, he probably is the number one player in the class of 2020. He easily showed it. He dominates the game without even shooting the ball. He's like literally Ben Simmons-esque. I won't say he's exactly Ben Simmons, but he pretty much does the exact same things that Ben Simmons does. Um, his jumper is not as bad as Ben Simmons. I won't even disrespect him like that because um, it's way better, um, if you ask me personally. But he should shoot the ball more just to, you know, get his reps in. So when he goes to either a Duke, Kentucky, or Wisconsin, or I forgot the last school, then he'll definitely be ready, college ready. Um, yeah, so he was killing. And then he he ended with 24 points, nine rebounds, four assists. And then, like I said, Reese Beekman, who was their point guard that controls the floor for him, played a very well game. He had 16 points, six rebounds, three assists. He's a very good slasher. He's skinny. He's thin bone, kind of like me. But he knows how to use his body to finish through contact and get up and over contact. He has a really good floater game, and he can shoot the ball. And he makes a lot of good plays for that team, um, especially for against Knight Riders Elite because they sent a lot of traps at them. And he was just making a lot of the smart smart reads, smart passes, doing what he had to do. Um, and then Jamin Brakefield, like I said, a lot of people got him going to Kentucky. My Michigan State Spartans have offered him. He ended with 20 points, 5 assists, 4 rebounds. Honestly, he looked like the best player on the on the court tonight. Um, he was dominant in all fashions. He's a 6'8 wing, lefty, really good jumper, can score, you know, at all three levels, get to the rack. I think his best attribute is his playmaking ability, though, because he really knows how to find his teammates in the right spots for them to be absolutely lethal. And that's what he did tonight. He's a very talented player. I'm going to be watching out for him for sure because he was doing a lot of damage tonight for Phenom U. And then, like I said, Jamari Sibley added 13 points, three assists, two rebounds. And then for um, Knight Riders Elite, Isaiah Todd had 24 points. Um, Scotty, uh, no, he had 20, excuse me. Isaiah Todd had 24 points, four rebounds. Um, and then Scotty Barnes had 32 points, eight rebounds, six assists. Dudley Blackwell added 17 points and six rebounds. Um, Knight Riders Elite tried to get back into this game in the second quarter. I think they cut the lead down to like 11. But after that, they didn't get any closer. Like like I said, Phenom, U, Phenom U's coach, excuse me, runs a lot of good sets to get his players open. Patrick Baldwin didn't have the greatest game, but he was showing that his shooting ability is second to none. It's a reason why he's ranked number one in the class of 2021 because his jumper is pure and it does not miss. And then with that being said, Phenom U came out with the victory 105-86 to 86 in a very dominant fashion. Pretty much dubbed them 21 them, got them off the sticks. Um, and then Knight Riders, their record uh, goes down to 5-4. and four, And Phenom U's record is 8-1. and one. Only have one loss in, th in two EYBL sessions. And we'll see what their record ends up being at the end of this session. Um, and then the third 
of the four games that I watched was my own favorite team, the family. You guys know I'm a, I'm a fan of the family. They're my favorite team to watch because they got my point guard of the future for Michigan State, Jalen Terry. They played one of the better teams in the EYBL2 called the Alabama Fusion. If you don't know who the Alabama Fusion are, um, they're not a team full of five-star players like the last two teams I just talked about, Phenom U and Knight Riders Elite, but they play really solid and fundamental basketball. I actually enjoy watching them play. This was my first time getting to actually watch them play a full game, but I heard a lot about them in the past two sessions in Indianapolis and Atlanta, and they were hooping. And tonight, it definitely showed me why their record is seven and two after tonight's win versus the family. They actually ended up beating the family by four points. But this game was easily the best game that I watched of the night, easily, because one, both teams came out the gate. Well, I'll say this. The Fusion came out the gate a little bit harder than the family. Um, I don't know. For some reason, the family was missing one of their better players in Scooby Johnson, Carlos Scooby Johnson. Go look him up on YouTube. He is a bucket getter. For some reason, he hasn't played the last three games for the family, including two games for um, in session two in Indianapolis, but it is what it is. I hope he's all good. Um, but like I said, the fusion came out with a little more aggression in the first quarter, but the family just had to settle in. They came back in the game. They were trailing this game for most, you know, most of the time. Um, they were down by like seven for like two quarters. Um, but I got to give a lot of credit to Alabama Fusion. They have a player named Mark Sears, who is a very, very underrated point guard in the nation. He's going to be a high-level factor for some college team in the future. Um, he finished with 17 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 assists. And then they got another player who actually, I believe, plays high school basketball with Trendon Watford, who's a five-star player in the class of 2019, who just committed to Will Wade and LSU. Kobe Jones, he added 17 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists. He kind of plays like the shooting guard slash point guard. He's cold. I really like his game. He's athletic, can finish strong. He has a lot of different moves in his bag, crossover-wise, um, can shoot it with the best of them. He's a really good and talented player. They have another player named Jamel King who played really well for him, 16 points, three blocks. Um, and then they had their last player, Austin Harvell, was really dominant for shot blocking and rebounding. He had 12, 12 points, 11 rebounds, two assists. But like I said, man, this game was highly competitive close the whole way the family came back and tied up the game i believe at the end of the third quarter they had to settle in um but honestly this game was up for the grabs both teams like i said when the family came back into the game both teams were having a lot of trouble with their possessions the family went into a little half court zone and the fusion did not know how to react to it they had a lot of turnovers with that zone i was surprised the family didn't stay in it but they eventually ended up going back man to man um but for the family though my guy, Jalen Terry, he had a pretty good game, but I say the best player on the floor for the family tonight was a kid named Lauren Bowman, who's from Detroit. He's currently committed to the Wisconsin Badgers. They got a pretty good point guard coming in. I heard a, I heard a, a few things about him through the grapevine, through Twitter and all stuff like that. A lot of people were saying he has no jumper, that his jumper was broke. Tonight was a complete different story. His jumper looked really good. He was hitting a lot of shots. He was the main reason the family stayed in this game for as long as they were. Um, and the reason why it pretty much went down to the wire because his jumper was really good. He was hitting threes. He had a nice little pull-up jumper. He was getting to the free throw line. He's small, but he plays big, and that's what I like about him. And same thing with Jalen Terry. Even though he didn't have his best game, he was still a pretty good point guard. He made a couple assists. Um, but their stats came down to, let me see, Jalen had, where am I at here? <clears throat> Lauren Bowman had 22 points, six assists, three rebounds. Jalen had 13 points, five assists, four rebounds. 
um, and four steals. He was definitely active on the defensive end. That's what I like because I'm, I'm not going to lie. He's been throughout these first couple of sessions for the EYBL. His defense has been very undisciplined. Like he doesn't really sit down a lot. Like he loves to reach. I don't know why because Coach Izzo is going to snap that out of him fast as soon as he gets up to East Lansing. Um, so I'm not worried about that as much, but he reaches a lot. And, you know, sometimes it might be a foul. Sometimes it's just a stupid gamble that you shouldn't take and to give up an easy bucket, um, which he did give up a couple times tonight. But he was very active on the defensive end, getting into passing lanes, just strictly ripping the ball handler um, on that side. And then Isaiah Jackson. We all know five-star Isaiah Jackson from Spire Academy, played with LaMelo Ball and Rocket Watts this past season. He was their anchor man. He did what he did. He was a very good player tonight, too. Um, he finished with 12.7 rebounds, three blocks, and two steals. He's active. I really like Isaiah Jackson. And a lot of people are telling me that he's not just 6'8". He's a legit 6'10". Uh, power for so I'm loving that um, his crystal ball right now is to my Spartans of Michigan State I pray to the Lord we get him um, but obviously his college decision he has a long way to go but he played really well too but like I said you know the game was up for grabs because the, the fusion were having a lot of turnovers the family had a lot of turnovers and then the, both teams kind of settled in at the end of the game in the fourth quarter and then the fusion just took it. Like the family had some missed layups, or not? Yeah, the family had a couple missed layups throughout the game. Jalen missed a layup. Um, Ryan Rollins missed a couple layups. Isaiah Jackson missed a dunk that he should have finished. Could have been an and one. Um, a lot of missed free throws for the family. They missed a lot of free throws. I was kind of disappointed in that. Jalen Terry missed free throws at the end. I won't say it cost them, but you know, little plays like that could eventually cost you. Um, and then they just didn't make the smart a lot of smart plays, but. Give credit to the Fusion. There, there's a reason they're one of the best teams on the circuit. They definitely showed why. And, you know, the final score ended up being 78-82. to 82. And, you know, the Fusion march on. They march on, and their record improved to 7-2. and two. While the family are still 6-3, and three, so they can definitely walk out this session three with, you know, uh, to look ahead for and get a good record, keep a good record. Like I said, they started off the first session with going 4-0 and oh last uh, week or two weeks ago. At EYBL session two, they were two and two, so they're six and three now. So hopefully, you know, they can win at least they gotta win at least two games this weekend to improve their record, to keep improving their record. But you know, tomorrow they play they got a couple of good games versus uh Boo Williams, and then they play, I believe, um AOT, team AOT, the second game of the day. So after that, the last game of the day was a, a, also a good one. Wasn't as tightly contested as the fusion and the family game, but it was still a good game and full of talent. Um, the PSA Cardinals, who are, always have a good team, they're coached by one of the best dudes on the circuit. His name is Munch. I believe his name is Coach Munch Williams. He does a very fantastic job. I got to give him a lot of credit because his teams, they run a lot of different sets, whether it be trapping, full court, half court, 2-3-2, uh, or excuse 2-3-2, 2-3, 1-3-1, um, whatever the case may be. He does a lot of different stuff. And you got to play to really beat his teams. You really have to play chess. You have to. It's really a mind game. You have to really work for it. And uh, they play Vegas Elite. Vegas Elite is one of the best teams on the circuit. They do a lot of damage. Um, and they're, I think, um, they're, they were actually coached by Quincy Pondexter today, who's been in the league, the NBA, for at least a decade plus. And, and he did a very good job. Um, the final score of that game ended up being. Um, where am I looking at here? The final score was seventy-three to eighty-six. Vegas Elite, but. Um, PSA Cardinal, Cardinals, excuse me, were missing one of their best players. He goes by the name of Adrian Griffin. He's in the class of 2021. Um, he actually missed, he's going to miss this entire weekend, I believe, because he's up in Colorado 
um, training with uh, Team USA. You cannot blame him for not passing up that opportunity. So he ended up, you know, he's going to be there up there this weekend. So they, they were down a guard, but luckily they have a backup point guard who's pretty good in Jamal Mashburn Jr. Yes, the son of NBA legend Jamal Mashburn. Um, and he played he played really good today. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, I actually watched him play for I believe it was B May's Elite last year on the Under Armour circuit. So he made the transition to the EYBL. He played really good today. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. He ended up with um 18 points. Um, they also have another good point guard who actually goes to Huntington Prep, like I mentioned earlier with Dudley Blackwell and Jamin Brakefield. He goes by the name of AJ Hoggart or Hogart. 16 points, five assists, four rebounds. A lot of people are watching him. He is one of the best point guards in the nation. He's very underrated, highly underrated. Probably has the highest IQ. He honestly reminds me of Cassius Winston, honestly. Um, one, shout out to the bro. His name is Isaiah Brinson. He said he is the smaller, ver or he is the he is Sam Cassell 2.0. And I think that's the perfect description of AJ Hoggart. Sam Cassell 2.0 because he's crafty. He knows how to use his body. He's not the biggest body out there, but he just knows how to use it. And he's very crafty, and he just does what he has to do. Um, but they ran into a tough Vegas Elite team. Vegas Elite is one of the best teams on the circuit. They have Josh Christopher, who's one of the best scorers in the country. If you didn't, I actually made a podcast about him saying, you know, who are the best two scorers in the class of 2020. I had Josh Christopher on there. They have one of the best point guards in the nation. He goes by the name of Jaden Hardy. He's actually from Detroit. He played with the family a couple of years ago, or for most of his life, to be honest with you, until he moved to Las Vegas. His older brother actually plays for UNLV. His name is Amari Hardy. Um, and Jaden is one of the best point guards in the nation. I think he had five threes tonight. He ended up with 23 points, three rebounds, two assists. Josh Christopher ended up with 28 points, five assists. They have a big man who's getting a lot of interest from Pac-12 schools. He goes by the name of Madi Sissoku, um, 11 points, nine rebounds. Um, and then, you know, this game was highly competitive, though. I can't lie to y'all because throughout the first three quarters, both teams were kind of aggressive. Shall I say both teams were talking a lot of smack. I guess it's that East Coast, West Coast rivalry because PSA Cardinals are based out of New York. Um, and... <clears throat> Obviously, Vegas Elite is based out of Vegas, and they were talking a lot of smack. Um, it, was, it was a couple of double technicals handed out. Both teams were really aggressive, though. Josh Christopher, bro, is one of the best scorers I have seen in a very long time. He was a killer tonight. He was scoring in bunches, and I mean bunches. He had a he had a bank shot at the end of the game off one leg. He was scoring off pull-up mid-range games, off pull-up threes. He was ISOing. He was doing whatever he could to get his team to a win. But give PSA Cardinals credit. They did not give up throughout the whole game. They have two big men that are really good. I know one of his one of their names is Hassan Diara. He plays really good. He does he blocks shots for him. He gives rebounds for him. He's very active. He's a rim runner, rim protector. Um he ended up with 12 points, nine rebounds, four assists. And Vegas Elite, man, they just they're hard to guard because they have interchangeable guards that can guard multiple positions. And that's key, and they and they can all score. Like none of them struggle to score. They actually have a shooter named Noah Tights who goes to Bishop Gorman High School, which is a famous high school basketball basketball wise um, out in Vegas. He's one of the best shooters on the circuit. He hits a lot of threes for him. And Vegas Elite is just tough to guard, man. Like it's simple as that. They also have Julian Strother, who's from Vegas himself. He's currently committed to Gonzaga um, in the class of 2020. And like I said, man, they just came out, played aggressive the whole game. They were leading the whole game by like 11. Eventually, like I said, the final score was um, 86 to 73 Vegas Elite. 
Um, Vegas Lee actually improves to 6-3 and three on the season. And PSA Cardinals, they're in a good spot still. They only had one loss going into this game. So now they have two losses. But their overall record is 7-2, and two, man. So that is my recap of day one of the Nike EYBL Session 3 Dallas. Hope all you guys enjoyed. I will be back for tomorrow and Sunday's recap. So stick with me. As always, I thank you guys for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, and share. I will talk to y'all soon. Have a blessed one. Peace.